Blog Talk Radio. October the 25th. I'm your host, Jake Counts, writing solo today in the fight for liberty worldwide. I am coming to you live here from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you for joining me this evening. A lot of stuff I wanted to get into, but first, I wanted to cover an incident that happened to me today, and this really does encapsulate, and I use that word a lot because, you know, it really... It really does sum everything up, because if you say sum everything up, it sounds kind of stupid, but it really does encapsulate what kind of culture we're dealing with here in the United States, what kind of culture we're dealing with in your own little communities, some communities more than others, but I live in a very diverse uh, area of just outside of Atlanta. So I was in Kroger today. I was actually um, not feeling well at work, just had a cold. That's why I moved the uh, show till. This evening is usually Wednesday nights, but um, I was in I was in Kroger getting some um, some soup and stuff, and I was walking out and and I saw this couple and they were probably in their early twenties and and they had literally two boxes of the two packs of Five Hour Energy, and I remember reading an article the other day, which I actually referenced on my website. Which um, and I've actually got it pulled up right here. It's by the it's by the Independent, and this is all over main or not mainstream. I don't know if it makes mainstream news. I don't watch Fox or CNN and stuff like that. Although I should to just monitor the lies. But so it says, 14 year old girl dies of a heart attack after drinking two cans of highly caffeinated Monster Energy drink over consecutive days. So this 14 year old drinks these energy drinks over. I think it was 10 days. I don't want to get this wrong. It might have been. Might have been two weeks. So she drinks two 24-ounce Monster Energy drinks, and they they break it down. It's the equivalent of drinking um, a 14-pack of um, of a 12-ounce Coke. So she drinks 14 Cokes in, in 10 days and dies, right? And now it's coming out that the FDA is going to go after and investigate – um, they're going to investigate the makers of Monster Energy. They're going to investigate uh, PepsiCo for their Amp Energy drink, and they're also going to investigate the um, the people that make Five Hour Energy. So I, I I see these people going to check out, and I I see my fellow humans about to consume something that could kill them, literally could kill them if they drink all four of them in a night or something like that. <laughs> Curtains. So I look at them with a straight face and I say, hey, you know those things have killed people, right? It's it's up to like five deaths over the last year. And the, and this girl literally looks at me and laughs. She's <laughs> I'm like, no, you laughing about it doesn't change the fact that those things are dangerous. I'm just trying to help you here. You can laugh all you want. That doesn't change reality. And the girl just completely turned away, and, and the guy literally looked at me. I'm like, dude. Go look it up when you get home. Monster Energy, Amp Energy, they're all getting sued because they're killing people. 
But hey, you know, it's fun to be uninformed. It's fun to not know this stuff. It's fun to live in in happy playland. It's fun that our military spends over a trillion dollars a year and neither one of the so-called presidential nominees even talk about that as an option, not even on the table. But they'll talk about some drones. Yeah, we'll whack some people with a with a remote controlled airplane, not knowing if they're, you know, if they're Al Qaeda, which we fund, which was even more crazy listening to the debate. I got the debate clip coming up. I mean, it's just it's absolute lunacy. But people are just they're they're just so at first level. They just take everything at a glance and they just run with it. And guys, this has been designed. And I know you hear me say that all the time on here. And and you know what keeps me awake at night? What keeps me awake is is not worrying about if I'm going to pay rent or not worrying about if I'm going to make my car payment or not worry if that girl's going to call me back. That stuff doesn't bother me. What scares the heck out of me is watching my nation and a cluster of other nations called the European Union collapse economically. And then you have people like Ted Turner come out two days ago on his little network, CNN, and for and on Pierce Morgan's show. First of all, Pierce Morgan says, "Well, is this what is what is?" And, and he talks about it like it's already a foregone conclusion. And I've got the clip for you. So you need to you need to get your head out of your ass, people, because when they say a new world order, it's not fun and happy and sunshine. I mean, I know it sounds great. Oh, a new world order—that sounds nice. It's new. No, it's global domination, global, you know, global, basically global slavery. And the people that aren't going to go along with it, the people that want sovereignty and all that stuff, yeah, you're going to be, you're going to be, you're going to be bye bye. Why do you think they have the NDAA? Just so they can flippantly say that you're a terrorist and and all of a sudden you're black bagged and and you're gone somewhere. Okay, so here's what Ted Turner had to say two nights ago. And then I am going to go through a litany of clips because I'm tired of people I'm tired of people not paying attention. I'm tired of people hearing stuff and not giving it a second thought. But when I line all this stuff up for you, you, you need to be watching what's going on and you need to be watching what the empty suits are saying because they're telling you what they're going to do. And believe me, they're going to do it. And then I just I, I, I just was searching around and I found this phony article about how all these CEOs and stuff it was on CNBC these CEOs and stuff are, are pleading with Washington to come to 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 have tax cuts and, and or budget cuts and tax increases because they know that they've robbed the golden goose. They're like, wow, we have completely obliterated this economy and we can't fix it. You guys need to do something. And so they'll flip it, and they'll say it's well, it's all Wall Street's fault. When, when in reality, it was Wall Street in bed with you know Congress people and you know getting getting their little free money and and all the corruption and stuff that goes along with it. That's what the problem is. In a free market economy, everything's great, but we start pulling in corruption and and everybody just kind of goes along with it, and then they put the smoke screen of of the um, of the starlets out there, the Hollywood and. And keep you entertained with television and stuff like that. And it's ball game over. Because, I mean, let's face it. I was just chatting with a friend of mine on Facebook before this. Man, people have no clue. People have no clue what's about to happen. 
And I'm not saying it like it's just an intimate thing that's going to happen tomorrow. I mean, you have to understand that once this plan has been in place, and it's been in place for a while, read the UN Charter, that'll creep you out. You should have read the old UN gun legislation that they were going to come out and make us – they were going to make us register all our guns and our bullets. But meanwhile, the Department of Homeland Security can purchase 1.4 billion rounds of ammunition last year. Did you hear that? No, you didn't hear that because why it's with CNN and Fox, which are paid corporations – not there to educate you. They are there to entertain you and repeat because if you repeat it enough, it becomes reality. If I repeat something here enough, it will become commonplace. If I repeat the world is flat, the world is flat, the world is flat, and then you go into a groupthink scenario and then – and then it's universal truth. Well, everybody knows the world's flat, Jake. Everybody knows that al-Qaeda attacked us on 9-11. Everybody knows we got to go in and get Gaddafi because he's bad. Do, do you guys really understand that we put in al-Qaeda? Al-Qaeda took over Libya right after they got rid of Gaddafi. But yet you have our two quote-unquote presidential nominees saying that we need to be tougher on al-Qaeda. I mean, it really does turn into Kookyville. And then they're like, well, we got to make sure that we fund the right extremists. you got to be kidding me. So here's the Ted Turner clip talking about a new world order and talking about how good it is that American soldiers are, are committing suicide because that should be the wake-up call that everybody needs to accept peace. And then he slips in. He slips in the fact that he gave the UN a billion dollars, and that he thinks the UN. You got to hear this: that the UN should be the military, the police force of the world. And then I'm going to go to another clip of a judge in Texas and what he has to say about this. So here's the Ted Turner clip. Um, also taking your calls here in a little bit, so if you guys want to call in, go ahead and load the phones up. Phone number to dial in, 602-753-1916. I know it's not toll-free. We're getting there, guys. Just went over 1,000 downloads in a week. I was really excited about that, and that means the word's getting out about the show. Guys, tell people about the show. Tell people about what I'm doing. Do something with me. Do something with somebody else. Let's get together and change this. We can't be bystanders. We can't sit on the sidelines. That time is over. It's time to get involved. It's time to get informed. It's time to get a friend, get informed, and get involved. I mean, it's as simple as that. And once we have that, once we have the numbers, more importantly, once we unlock all these minds that have been conditioned to accept first-level thinking – because regurgitation, remember, regurgitation is intelligence. Why is that? Because public school tells me so. Okay, so here's the Ted Turner clip. And then, um, yeah, just listen for your listening pleasure how great it is that our soldiers are committing suicide. Back now is CNN founder Ted Turner. And joining us, the president of Turner's UN Foundation, former Senator Tim Worth. Welcome to you, Tim. Pretty extraordinary thing to have done, to give a billion dollars of your own money away, right? Well, what it did is that more than just itself, it set a precedent for uh, 
so many other people to give money while they're young and vibrant and alive and not after they die. I mean, look at what Gates has done, what Buffett's done, and all of the big giving that's now occurring from people. Ted was the first, and I can brag on that. You know, getting Forbes magazine to make a list of who are the biggest donors, not just who are the richest people, but who are the biggest donors, who's being the most generous, who's contributing back, other than the sort of safe churches and universities and so on, who's really working on the basic issues of our country and the world. Ted, what do you think America's place in the new world order should be? It's always been seen as the global policeman. But as you said before, you know, it's hard to see with all these military conflicts where the winner and loser lies. What, what should America be doing I think globally? the global policeman should be the United Nations. And I don't think we should need one. I think we should uh, use courts uh, the way we do in, in civilian, uh, civilian life. It, 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 it's time to put war and conflict uh, armed conflict behind us and, and move on and start acting like civilized, educated human beings. You made the point to me uh, in the break there that more American servicemen have are dying from, from now suicide. of some suicide over there than are dying in combat. I mean, that's shocking, isn't it? Well, what it, it, what it, no, I think, it's to, I think it's good because... Uh, it's so clear that, that we're programmed and, 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 and we're born to love and help each other, not to kill each other, destroy each other. That's an aberration. That's uh, left over from, uh, from hundreds of years ago. It's time for us to start acting uh, enlightened. What's it like to give away a billion dollars? I can't even imagine. It was. Okay, I had to cut that off, but he almost said, I think it's terrific. And then he's like, well, I, I can't really go there. i got to say it's good. Okay, Mr. Ted Turner, I know that you are a very, very powerful person. But explain to me this. If you're such a humanitarian and you love the world so much and you believe that we shouldn't be fighting, why did you cover up what was going on in Bahrain? Why did your organization cover up what was going on there where they were tear gassing their own citizens routinely, nightly, and you had a documentary to prove it in order to get people to come to their aid? And what did you do? You ran government propaganda pieces on CNN International. So I don't want to hear it from you. I really don't. And I'm sorry that I'm getting upset, but it's just when these guys come out with this blatant crap, these blatant lies, and they throw it right in your face because they know that you're not paying attention. It's just like, oh, I, I think that we should all be buddy-buddy. You also said that we should have a one-child policy, but yet you have five kids. When did you realize that? I'm just so sick of these people trying to dictate what, what we can all do. And you know what? It's our fault, everybody. It's the people's fault. It's my fault. It's your fault. It's everybody's fault. Because as soon as we realize that we don't all have to stand for this garbage, I mean, we're civilized people. You know, me driving down the road, I'm not going to pull out a gun and shoot somebody. Not to say that somebody's not going to do it to me, but I mean, do we really need laws on top of laws on top of laws on top of laws on top of regulations? It's just silly. So, Mr. Ted Turner believes that the UN should be should take over the Navy's role. Have you guys seen the Navy slogan yet? 
And I'm sure when I bring it up to you, you'll probably watch the next you know, Navy commercial and be like, oh, that's kind of creepy. It says, Navy, a global force for good. Really? That's why we're lining up over there? That's why we're lining up and doing all these war drills and, and, and stuff like that over the Strait of Hormuz because we're the global force for good? Because Iran started trading oil in something other than American U.S. dollars? That which could dissolve our currency. But no, you don't get that story because you would actually have to understand how the petrol dollar works. You would have to understand geopolitical ramifications to what's going on. Instead, you get the media propaganda telling you about how bad Iran is and how bad um, Assad is. And believe me, I don't agree with a lot of – I mean, come on, man. The guy the guy from Iran says that gays aren't real. there's no gays in Iran. Just completely – no, nobody's gay. Why? Oh, because if you admit that you're gay, I kill you. That simple. So we're dealing with a whole ton of information here, and if you believe the mainstream media, if you believe that stuff, if you can't read and through your own discernment try to figure out what is going on – then I can't help you. I can just point you. And I can point you to my website. I can point you to wearenotcattle.net where I did it again today. I'm so proud of myself. Uploaded all the documents and I'm going to cover here. So all you have to do is go point and click on a mouse and you're there. Read the document for yourself. Understand it. Take some knowledge home with you. You guys might not believe everything that I'm telling you on this radio broadcast. But it's not for you to believe everything. Take it if it makes sense. If if you say, wow, that makes sense, that's that's pretty crazy. I'll go look into that. Then take it. If it sounds a little too far out, then leave it. Because the truth will always be the truth, no matter what. So that's my little message for the listeners here. I, I just want everybody to come out of this haze that we're in and really grasp what, where humanity can go. If we just capture our potential, stop with a police state, stop being afraid of terrorists. Al Qaeda is not under every under you know every rock. Al Qaeda is not trying to blow up the Fed. I mean, once you understand that all this stuff that you see, the propaganda, the terror threats, all of those things. I would venture a guess and say, and if I'm wrong, God strike me down, I would say 95% of those things are just fear-mongering. But we let it into part of our daily life and we repeat it. We become victims of our own circumstance. We go around repeating about al-Qaeda, repeating 9-11, repeating, well, we got to support the troops. Dude, the troops don't even support the troops. Look at them. They're killing themselves. They know these things are crazy. They don't – they know that they're over in Afghanistan garden poppy fields. And if you're like Pat Tillman and want to come back overseas and say, hey, we're garden poppy fields over there. This war on terror is just a fluke. Then you get you know, you know, get double tapped in the head. And then it was friendly fire, and then the coroner comes out and says, no, this like this was two feet away. This was hardcore. So, search for the truth, everyone. 
Unplug from the Matrix. Unplug from the television. Unplug from Dancing with the Stars. Unplug from the X Factor. It's not going to get us anywhere. We can worry about that stuff once we got our own stuff in order here. But right now, we have a country facing a financial cliff, a fiscal cliff, excuse me. We have a country that is on the edge of war with two different nations, neither one of which we should be picking fights with. One, because one of them is a military stronghold for Russia, and that's typically not a good, not a good hornet's nest to mess with. So we need to... I hate the term wake up, but we need to pay attention. Waking up is just like, it, it's it's not like some slumber you come out of. It kind of is. But once the pieces of the puzzle start, and once you open your mind to the knowledge that is out there, everything will start flooding in like rivers. You'll start connecting dots. You'll start seeing things, and you'll say, that doesn't make sense. That, that That's a lie. You, you just lied right there. And that's when all the pieces will start to come into place. So let's hear about what the Texas judge has to say about the UN police. This came out about a month or so ago. And and this is incredible stuff here. You have a, a very respected, and I guess he was in one of the largest counties out in Texas, but basically coming out and saying, hey, we're not going to stand for any foreign troops here. You guys can pound sand I see any blue helmets, turn right around and march right back out. So here's the clip. Lubbock County Judge Tom Head and Commissioner Mark Heinrich went into great detail last night on our air about why it's necessary to raise the tax rate by 1.7 cents the next fiscal year. Here's the crux of the matter and across-the-board pay increases needed for the attorneys on the DA staff to keep them from being poached by higher-paying counties. And the sheriff needs to expand his staff by seven deputies to reduce call response times, minimize officer fatigue, and reduce the turnaround time for investigations. But that's not all. Judge Head says he and the county must be prepared for many contingencies, one that he particularly fears. If President Obama is reelected, he is going to try to hand over the sovereignty of the United States to the U.N., Mm-hmm. Okay, what's going to happen when that happens? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking worst case scenario. Right, right. Okay. I understand. Civil unrest, civil disobedience, civil war, maybe. I and mean, we're not talking just a few riots here and demonstrations. We're talking, we're talking Lexington, Concord, take up arms and get rid of the guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what's going to happen if we do that? If mm-hmm. the public decides to do that, mm-hmm. he's going to send in UN troops. I don't want them in Lubbock County, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stand in front of their pers- armored personnel carriers and say, you're not coming in here. Mm-hmm. And the sheriff, I've already asked him, I said, you going to back me? He said, yeah, I'll back you. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want a bunch of rookies back there. True. I want trained, equipped, seasoned veteran officers mm-hmm. to back me. Whether you agree with the judge or think... So there it is. So go ahead, Mr. Turner. Your great idea of having the U.N. troops ain't going to fly in Texas. Now, I know that you guys are really excited about this new world order, and you think that you're almost there. You think that you've almost got everybody, all the pieces lined up, and you're going to have this mass civil unrest here in the Americas, possible. You're going to corner... 
the Sunnis and Shiites into a civil war over in the Middle East. Probable. They've been doing it for a long time. And then you're going to provoke some kind of instigation between Israel and Iran. The only way that I know this stuff, guys, is because I pay attention and they tell you exactly what they're trying to do. Now, if you believe that we have free elections in the United States, okay. If you believe that Mitt Romney is not Barack Obama, okay. If you believe that Mitt Romney is going to take us to the promised land, that he's this great fiscal conservative, okay. To be honest with you, the only thing that I saw in the debates that makes me want to vote for Mitt Romney is he didn't say he was going to come and take my guns and and that he was going to come after small arms too. That's about the only thing. Why? Because they're both the same person. And to give you an idea, because they have this quote-unquote united front on drones. So what what is the U.S. policy on drones? Well, it's funny that it just came out a few, actually a few hours ago, at 7.53, and this is through the Washington Post. The U.N. is to probe drone attacks by the U.S. and others resulting in civilian deaths. So they're actually going to start looking into our country for war crimes, seeing if they're justified. But here, let's find out what the two establishment candidates had to say about drone warfare in the debate the other night. And then I want to talk about the military role in this. Remember, actually let me go to the military clip first, because then when I get into the drone debate it might all start making sense. So about two months ago, Leon Panetta got up in front of a representative from Congress. And the representative from Congress was asking him about pursuing legal basis to go in to Syria, which they did not have any legal basis to go into Libya. So here is what he says in the short and sweet. As long as we get UN approval, NATO approval, or any other coalition approval, Congress can just sit down and suck its thumb. Even though constitutionally, Congress is the only one that can declare war, go to war, and the president signs off on it. Now, the president can, can do a retaliatory strike if we are attacked or in defense of the United States. And if you hear what he says, he talks about to defend our country. Well, they could just make it up and say, well, you know, Al-Qaeda is over here, so we got to protect ourselves, so we got to go bomb Syria. And that's what the guy was trying to get out of him, but he wouldn't say it. But they do a lot of dancing around in circles, and then they're like, well, we didn't really mean that. But this is all on record, all on tape, so here it is. I'm going to play two separate clips. One of them is about three minutes long, and the other one's about two minutes long. And at the end of the second clip, actually, I'm going to play the second clip first because this is just amazing. The congressman's like, I'm 
breathless. I'm not speechless. I'm breathless. Did, did you? I just want to hear what you said again, and he repeats it. So here we go. Once again, there is no new world order. There is no global government, even though Pierce Morgan says it. MSNBC says that we're conquered by central banks. That's fine. Panetta says that as long as we have some kind of foreign resolution or foreign um, – uh, whatever it's called, permission wasn't the term they used. So look at how all this stuff lines up. Ted Turner saying, I think the UN needs to be the police of the world. And then we have, well, I'm worried about UN intervention. And then we have, well, here we go. Here's the fun stuff. Are, are you saying, and is the president taking the position, he would not act um, if it was in our interest to do so if the UN Security Council did not agree? When it comes to uh, uh, the kind of military action where we want to build con uh, a coalition and work with our international partners, then obviously we would like to have some kind of legal basis on which to do it as we did in Libya. Now, some sort of legal basis. We worried about international legal basis, but nobody worried about the fundamental constitutional uh, legal basis that this Congress has over war. We were not asked uh, stunningly in, in direct violation of the War Powers Act whether or not you believe it's constitution, it certainly didn't comply with it. We spent our time worrying about the UN, the Arab League, NATO, and too little time, in my opinion, worrying about the elected representatives of the United States. Do you think that you can act without Congress uh, to and initiate a no-fly zone in Syria without congressional approval? You know, again, uh, our our goal would be to uh, to seek international permission, and uh, we would. We would come to the Congress uh, and inform you uh, and determine uh, how best to approach this, uh, whether or not we would uh, want to get uh, permission from the Congress. Uh, I think those are issues we would have to discuss as we decide what to do here. Well, I'm almost breathless about that because what I heard you say is we're going to seek international approval and they will come and tell the Congress what we might do, and we might seek congressional approval. No, well, I want to just say to you, that's a big dish. Wouldn't you agree uh, you've served in the Congress? Yeah. Wouldn't you agree that that uh, would be pretty breathtaking to the average American? So would you like okay. to clarify that? But I've, uh, I, I... Yeah, to the average American that doesn't even know what the – First, second, third, fourth, fifth amendment to the Bill of Rights is. Dude, these people are so entrenched in sports and and other things, they don't care. And that's the problem is that they don't care. They don't care that we're killing people in Pakistan with drones. They don't care about that. They don't care that we overthrew Gaddafi and put Al-Qaeda in. They don't care about that stuff. They just want to watch X-Factor and diners, drive-ins, and dives and go to sleep and go to work tomorrow. So I don't think that it's so much that the American public doesn't care. It's just that they're so heavily distracted. And then on top of that, the fact that our culture pushes nothing but death, destruction, anti-family messages everywhere. I mean, what do you expect? We are completely broken. 
as a nation. We have no foundation. We have we have no moral compass. I mean, it's sad, everyone. It's sad to see what this place has turned into, what this country that I grew up into, this country that that my grandfather fought for, this country that my father fought for. I mean, my father's starting to get nervous now. He's like, wow, what is this place going to be like? You know, not when I'm gone, but when you have kids. And I told him, I said, Dad, that's why I do this. That's why I speak out. That's why I go protest the Fed. And you guys should too. For those of you that know, for those of you that know what's going on here, it's time for you to step up. It's time for you to get mad. It's time for you to get in these people's faces and say, stop. Look, way too far. Body scanners, pat-downs, private rooms. We're going to take you into the private room and have a little funsy time. I mean, this stuff is coming out, guys. The TSA are taking people behind closed doors. I mean, come on, guys. It's the same way the concentration camps and stuff started. Do you not know history? Take your shoes off. Take your jackets off. Now go into this little area right here that's got flowers and gardens around it. What's this big brick building for? Oh, don't worry about it. We'll let you out here in a minute. That's what it was, guys. That is exactly what it was. And if you go read some history books, you'll look at it and go, holy cow, that kid was right. This is getting creepy. So I don't even want to play the second clip. Because he talks about if we form a coalition or if we have international proof. It's the same kind of, you know, hogwash. Just, all right, so the NDA is bad enough with the president coming out saying he can basically secretly arrest whoever he wants. And and if you're affiliated with some kind of terrorist group, then they can grab you too. And then all these documents start coming out that that – that um, we got to worry about the veterans. They could be the terrorists. And I linked to all those on the website too, on the webpage. And I covered them last week, and I've covered them at nauseum on a couple of different things. And I, you know, I posted the right-wing extremist PDF, which just makes me laugh. I posted the one from Wired Magazine the other day, and another one to go look up is the Mayak Report, which it basically says anybody that you know flies a um, what is it? A don't tread on me flag is a sign of extremists. Um, anybody says get out of the UN is a sign of an extremist. You know, anybody that that uh, is a Ron Paul supporter is a sign of extremism. Anybody that supports the Constitution, I'm like cops. How do you when you read this crap? How do you not go? What the hell are you guys talking about? I thought this is what our country was founded on. So so what's going to happen, guys? So what is going to happen? Well, I don't know. I really don't. All I can tell you is that I wake up every day saying, oh my God, please don't let it get worse, and it does. So they come out with this big TSA pulling the the body scanners out of all these major airports, but then you read on in the articles that they're just basically shuffling them around and moving them into smaller airports. And then they talk about how it's, because of congestion and they want to move the passengers through. But guess what, guys? One of the busiest airports in the world, Atlanta International, Hartsfield International Airport, flip-flops between London Heathrow and them and Chicago, the busiest airport in the world 
Did they get rid of the body scanners? Oh, no. No, we got to have those in there. So what what is all this about? Well, what happens when you have civil unrest? Well, first, there's going to be riots, whether it's through hyperinflation, whether it's through um, uh, election fraud, which is a huge possibility, whether it's the wrong person wins the election. I mean, who knows? Economic collapse, that's the one that creeps me out the most. Solar flares, that's another one. You guys want to freak yourself out, do some research on the solar flares that are going to happen this December. Right in line with the Mayan calendar. Kind of creepy stuff, but... Well, what's going to happen, Jake? Well, first thing they're going to do is they're going to come and they're going to have paramilitary police come and take your guns. That's mission number one. we got to get all the guns. got to have all the weapons. All of them. Like the guy Katrina said, the captain of Katrina said that the police captain got on camera, and this is, I'm playing part of the clip next. I don't have the part where he's up there saying it, but just go YouTube it. It's everywhere. I'll put it on my YouTube page. You guys can find it there on We Are Not Cattle TV on YouTube. And, um, yeah, he said, no one will be allowed to be armed. We're going to take all the weapons. And this is just induction training. You guys want to really creep yourselves out, go watch Alex Jones, Police State 1, 2, 3, and 4. They're all documentaries. Nothing skewed. He videotapes. He videotapes, well, number one, foreign troops working with American troops to confiscate American guns, which is super nuts. Then they have, like, this invasion drill, and that's also nuts, too. Just so much wacky stuff that's out there that the public doesn't even know about because it's either the back of the news or they don't even mention it at all. So here's part of the gum confiscation, and this is part of the police state. This is really where it's going. So here's the gun confiscation, and just listen to what happens to these people. And this is in the high and dry areas of New Orleans, weeks after everything's done. So um, so here you go. You have the, um, the, um, the soldier at the beginning. Talking about, well, hey, we're we're here to follow orders, and if we get the orders to do it, then Marines follow orders. Yeah, Nazis followed orders too, dude. You know, when they you see them on trial at the Nuremberg trials, and they're all throwing up on themselves and, and shaking where they can't sit still, and most of them taking cyanide pills. They were just following orders. Hey, I was told to do this. But who? Somebody with more stars than I had. Not to knock the military, man. I love you guys to death. You guys are the bravest sons of bitches in the world. <laughs> Good Lord. But here's your gun confiscation stuff. So enjoy. But remember, this kind of stuff doesn't happen in America because we're land of the free home of the drones. And this is amazing. This is the third time I've tried to upload this audio, and it always messes up. So I can't even play it. I can't even play it. All right, so I'm going to put it on my – I'll put it on my um, YouTube channel. You guys go check it out whenever you got a minute. It'll uh, – gun confiscation, Katrina, and just watch it. It's just so unbelievable that it never plays. I'm going to actually talk to blog talk about this. So ridiculous. Okay. So they're going to come for the guns. Why do they want to come for the guns, Jake? Well, because they're easier to manipulate and move people around if they're not armed. 
And number two, they're going to say that it's some kind of public safety deal. Now, believe me, I don't want any of this stuff to happen, guys. And that's the reason I'm talking about it, because if we get enough people talking about it, then it won't happen. Then the police will see that they're being trained for this stuff. The military will see that they're being trained for this stuff. So I guess I'll skip the gun confiscation and go right to the meat and potatoes of the two talking heads, the two empty suits that were the presidential debate the other night. So it's a five-minute clip. I'll break it down on the other side. And actually, you know what? I just found a better clip. Let me play this clip on the clergy response teams. So, once again, gun confiscation, how's that going to happen? Well, it's going to be one of two ways. Either armed guards are going to come there, or they're going to have this thing, well, everybody turn in your guns and we'll give you supplies. So that's where the clergy response teams come in. And this is, you want to talk about Creepville, guys. These are people that are signed on to the government to tell you when civil unrest happens, let's just be good slaves and turn our guns in because we just want to cooperate. So, and hey, that's what the pastor says right here on the clip. So here it is. Law ever become a reality in America? Some fear any nuclear, biological, or chemical attack on U.S. territory might trigger just that. And as KSLA News 12's Jeff Barrow discovered, the clergy would help the government with potentially their biggest problem, us. From my cold, dead hands. Charlton Heston's famous declaration captures a truly American value, the overarching desire to protect our freedoms. But gun confiscation is exactly what happened during the state of emergency following Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans. U.S. troops also arrived something far easier to do even now, thanks to last year's elimination of the 1878 Posse Comitatus Act. That forbid U.S. troops from policing on American soil. If martial law were enacted here at home, like depicted in the movie The Siege, easing public fears and quelling dissent would be critical. And that's exactly what the clergy response team, as it's called, helped accomplish in New Orleans. Jeff, the primary thing that we say to anybody is let's cooperate and get this thing over with, and then we'll settle the differences once the crisis is over. Such clergy response teams would walk a tightrope between the needs of the government versus the wishes of the public. In a lot of cases, these clergy would already be known in the neighborhoods in which they're helping to defuse that situation. For the clergy, one of the biggest tools that they will have in helping calm the public down or obey the law is the Bible itself. Specifically, Romans. Romans 13. Because the government is established by the Lord, you know, and, uh, and that's what we believe in the Christian faith. That's what's stated in the scripture. Civil rights advocates believe the amount of public cooperation may depend largely on how long they expect a suspension of their rights might last. Jeff Farrell, KSLA News 12 reporting. According okay, so it didn't cover a portion of the gun confiscation. But what aggravates me to no end is when you hear these guys that talk about going along to get along is the best way to do it. And we just need to we just need to go along to get along, man. And everything we'll we'll settle the differences later. What do you mean settle the differences later? Are you serious? You're gonna take my gun so I can I can't protect my family? Just just be just because you can? I don't get it. And then they talk about how Romans 13, well, the government was established by the Lord. No, it wasn't. Government was established by humans, moron. 
Human beings made up government to control people, to provide laws, to keep everybody within boundaries. God didn't do that. Next thing you're going to tell me, God created amp energy drink. I mean, I'm a Christian. I understand what you're going getting at, but God didn't. God did not create government. Government was in existence long before the Christian faith was in existence. So, hate to tell you that, Chief, but you wrong. God, so nuts. So anyway, now I'll get to the drone stuff. Now that I've kind of covered what I wanted to talk about there, you know, infusing the police state with with the surveillance state is would have to be a two-hour show. I had some clips here from the surveillance state, but it's you know it's just not enough time because I want to get to this drone stuff. Just so you guys can see the fraud, see how when it's like when it's fake crap, they can disagree all they want. Oh, we need to do this. We need to trim the budget. We need to raise taxes. We need to have more programs. Programs. We need to taxes. Taxes. Hey, what do you guys think about GMOs? Uh, next question. What about um, you know? What about the trillion dollar military budget? Can we cut some of that? No. What are our troops still doing in Afghanistan? I thought we got Bin Laden. Ah, oh, still gotta have them there because Al Qaeda's there. But we fund Al Qaeda in in Syria. Half of the Syrian resistance is Al Qaeda, and we're funding them. I mean, guys, can't you see it? It's just in your face. It's so in your face. And they've just gotten used to lying to us for so long. Remember WND's weapons of mass destruction, weapons of mass destruction, weapons of mass destruction. Did we find them? Nah, they didn't. My bad, dude. They didn't have any. But we got them. Go USA! Woo! Really sick, guys. You guys in the military, I know you know what I'm talking about. If you guys listen to this broadcast, I know you know. I know you know that half of these wars are frauds. It's really, really sick. We're a dying empire. We can't sustain this stuff. I'm sitting there telling you guys this every week and every week and every week. Can't sustain it. We don't have any money. Every empire runs out of money. Historical fact. So here's the drone stuff. Enjoy the false paradigm. Done there. General Allen... Our commander in Afghanistan says that Americans continue to die at the hands of groups who are supported by Pakistan. We know that Pakistan has arrested the doctor who helped us catch Obama's uh, bin Laden. Uh, It still provides safe haven for terrorists, yet we continue to give Pakistan billions of dollars. Is it time for us to divorce Pakistan? No, it's not time to divorce uh, a nation uh, on Earth that has uh, 100 nuclear weapons and is on the way to to double that at some point, Uh, a nation that has uh, serious uh, threats from uh, uh, terrorist groups within its nation. As I indicated before, the Taliban, the Haqqani Network, uh, it's a nation that's not like, like others and it does not have a civilian leadership that is calling the shots there. You've got the ISI, their intelligence organization is probably the most powerful of the uh, of three branches there. Then you have the military and then you have the, the civilian government. Uh, th- this is a, a nation which, if it falls apart, if it, if it becomes a failed state, uh, there are nuclear weapons there. And you've got, you've got terrorists there who could grab their, their hands under those nuclear weapons. This is, this is an important uh, part of the world for us. 
uh, Pakistan is, is uh, technically an ally. And, and they're not acting very much like an ally right now, but we have some work to do. And I, I don't blame the administration for the fact that the relationship with, with Pakistan is strained. Uh, we, we had to go into Pakistan. We had to go in there to get Osama bin Laden. That was the right thing to do. Uh, and, and that upset them, but there was obviously a great deal of anger even before that. But we're going to have to work with, the, with the, the people in Pakistan to try and help them move to a more responsible course than the one that they're on. And it's important for them. It's important for the nuclear weapons. It's important for the success of Afghanistan. Because inside Pakistan, you have a, a large group of Pashtuns that are, that are Taliban. They're going to come rushing back in to Afghanistan when we go. And that's one of the reasons the Afghan security forces have so much work to do to be able to fight against that. But, but it's important for us to recognize that we can't just walk away from Pakistan. But we do need to make sure that as we, as we send support for them, that, that this is tied to them making progress on, on matters that would lead them to becoming a civil society. Uh, let me ask you, uh, Governor, because we know uh, President Obama's position on this. What is, his, what is your position on the use of drones? Well, I believe that we should use any and all means necessary to take out uh, people who pose a threat to us and our friends around the world. And uh, it's widely reported that drones are being used in drone strikes, and I support that entirely and feel the president was right to up the usage of that technology and believe that we should continue to use it to continue to go after the people who represent a threat to this nation and to our friends. Uh, let me also note that, as I said earlier, we're going to have to do more than just going after leaders and, and killing bad guys. Important as that is, we're also going to have to have a far more effective and comprehensive strategy to help move the world away from terror and Islamic extremism. We haven't done that yet. We talk a lot about these things, but you look at the, the record. You look at the record of the last four years and say, is Iran closer to a bomb? Yes. Is the Middle East in tumult? Yes. Is, uh, is Al-Qaeda on the run, uh, on its heels? No. Uh, is, are Israel and the Palestinians closer to, to reaching a peace agreement? No, they haven't had talks in two years. We have not seen the progress we need to have, and I'm convinced that with strong leadership and an effort to build a strategy based upon helping these nations reject extremism, we can see the kind of peace and prosperity the world demands. Well, keep in mind, our strategy wasn't just going after bin Laden. We've created partnerships throughout the region to deal with extremism in Somalia, in Yemen, in Pakistan. And what we've also done is engage these governments in the kind of reforms that are actually going to make a difference in people's lives day to day. To make sure that their governments aren't corrupt. To make sure that they are treating women with the kind of respect and dignity that every nation that succeeds has shown. And to make sure that they've got a free market system that works. So across the board, we are engaging them in building capacity in these countries, and we have stood on the side of democracy. One thing I think Americans should be proud of, when Tunisians began to protest, this nation, me, my administration, stood with them earlier than just about any other country. In Egypt, we stood on the side of democracy. In Libya, we stood on the side of the people. And as a consequence, there is no doubt that attitudes about Americans have changed. But there are always going to be elements in these countries that potentially threaten the United States. And we want to shrink those groups and those networks, and we can do that. 
But we're always also going to have to maintain vigilance when it comes to terrorist activities. The truth, though, is that al-Qaeda is much weaker than it was when I came into office, and they don't have the same capacities to attack the U.S. homeland and our allies as they did four years ago. That's oh, my God, my head hurts. Okay, did you guys hear what Mittens Romney just told you? This country is run by a central intelligence agency, then the military, and then the citizen government. What the hell do you think that we do, man? We're in that country. The CIA, the FBI, all those clowns, they run the show. And the way they let you know they run the show is they got freaking cameras everywhere letting you know they run the show. They're watching you. NSA just built a super spy center out in Utah. Going to keep all our data. But yet they don't run the show. Really? So you support these drone strikes, and you can't understand why Pakistanis are upset. Let me give you a little hit, Mr. Mitten Romney. You can go check CNN on um, Wednesday, October 10th. First drone strike since Pakistani protest kills five people. And here's what it says in the article. Well, um, four missiles were fired Wednesday at a suspected militant hideout in the area of – I'm going to butcher the heck out of that, so I'm not even going to try it. One of the several districts that violate tribal regions, the two intelligence officers said, requesting an anonymity because they weren't authorized to speak on the matter to the news media. Gee, I wonder why Pakistan's upset. Because we just fly remote control planes over there and just start shooting random freaking missiles in there. And the American public is like, woohoo, go USA. Are you freaking kidding? Could you imagine driving down 285 and having a freaking missile hit a building? You would go bonkers. But once again, as I always say, war happens over there, so they don't get it. There's a lot of blowback coming towards the United States. I mean, we've been doing some crazy stuff for a long time, and it's finally starting to come out. I mean, when you got the freaking UN, when you got the UN probing to find out if these drone strikes are real, man, this is getting like, okay... But yet both of these empty suits align themselves with the drone strikes like they're like they're going to keep us away from out. And did you hear that stupid crap about al-Qaeda? Here you go. Here's a good one, guys, and this is linked to my site. Remember, we went over and liberated Libya. Al-Qaeda flag now flown above Benghazi courthouse. The black al-Qaeda flag has been spotted over the public building in Libya, raising concerns of whether the country could lurch into, into – um, Muslim extremism, and that's the, the Telegraph, and that was dated November of last year. And what do we see from them? Violent extremism. Why? Because we put them in, people. You guys have not figured out the great game yet. The world to these crazy people is a giant chessboard, and you can move pawns around and take the pawns out. Hey, Henry Kissinger, who our entire entire global strategy is based around, his genius ideas, said that soldiers are just cannon fodder. It's like when they used to test these vaccines and stuff on the troops, and the troops would end up dying, and they would ask them, well, why, why do we test these on? Why do we test these on the vaccines or these vaccines on the troops? Why don't we test them on the monkeys? And the scientists looked at the guy and said, monkeys are too damn expensive. I mean, this stuff happens, guys. 
troops going in getting nerve gassed, and then they tell the they tell the parents he died of a cold or something. All that stuff came out of Abu Ghraib stuff. I mean, come on, guys. We need to we need to seriously do some soul searching in this country. Because the days of bombing people, that's that's got to stop. Because those bombs cost money, they cost lives, it cost a whole bunch of blowback. It, it, I mean, every I guarantee you, every American thinks that we are the nicest, friendliest, peace loving country in the world. But it, yet, if you've got some raw materials or you got some minerals that we want, we're going to come and get you. If you guys think that we're this loving, peacekeeping organization, why don't you guys look into what happened over in uh, in Sudan? Okay, if we're the loving, peacekeeping people of the world, why don't you go look into what happened at Dafar? Over 300,000 people have died directly from acts of violence in Dafar. 300,000 people. And then what's even crazy, what's even crazier about that place is that you've got – you have the UN, which is over there, and this was on a documentary, and I talk about it all the time because you guys have to watch this because you have to know. You have to understand what's going on. You can't just live in your little freaking bubble anymore. You can't. If you do, our civilization's done. Humanity's done. Why? Because some dumbass is going to get a nuke and probably nuke us. Because we're such sheep that all we give a flying riff about is who's playing Monday night football and who do I have starting for my fantasy team. It's all we care about because it's fun. It's fun to be distracted. I get it. Reality is crazy, people. Reality is absolutely crazy, and it's scary. And I can understand if you don't want to be a part of it. That's fine. Myself, I'm choosing to be a part of reality. I am choosing to put myself out there and explain to people what's going on. And I'm not disseminating talking points from Fox or CNN and stuff like that. I had this. I have people come up to me all the time. I had a guy come up to me the other day. Hey, hey, did you watch the debate the other night? Who do you think won? I'm like, my candidate's not in there. I didn't watch it. Because if they let him in the debate, then he'll slaughter everybody. Because he makes sense. Why don't why guys why 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 don't they let third parties in the debates? And some of you are probably sitting there listening to this broadcast and talking. What are you talking about, third party candidates? You mean the ones that actually make sense? The ones that don't get up there and fear porn everybody with well, see in Pakistan. We have, you know, terrorists, and if we quit missiling their civilians, then the terrorists are going to take over and get nukes and blow us up. What? How do you draw those parallels? The people are pissed because we're shooting missiles at them. Oh. That's about all the show I got for you guys tonight. I'm about taxed with this stuff. Getting over, getting sick. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope that you learned a little bit. And once again, like I said before in this in this whole broadcast, in the podcast, or whatever you want to call it, I'm going to tell you stuff that might sound crazy. But either research it for yourself, or if it sounds too crazy, then don't accept it. But at least take something away from this. We need to open up our minds. We need to open up the reality that is sitting right in front of us, and we need to do something about it. 
you know, once again, as I say, man, as I say every show, we need to get a friend, get informed, and get involved.